Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Hello. And Jake, that's it. That's it. Still a duo. That's a dynamic it. duo. Listen. Copyright. Very Trademark. dynamic. Copyright. We are recording all of the last few episodes you've heard within the span of a few hours, yep. so... Jasmine's still not here. She's still not here. Isaac's still not here. Isaac's still not here. Did we? Chelsea is not here. Chelsea is in the other room. She's in the other room. Complaining about her about her abs hurt from yes. working out so much. I know. Humble brag. Bragging. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Christina just flabbing away here. <laughs> First year of marriage, just gaining all that. It happens. Weight. It happens. I'm on my fourth year, and that's why I have to go to the gym. <laughs> or <laughs> else, <laughs> we might have done four years worth of marriage weight in one year. Um, no, we're talking about the force. Hmm. We were going to do a whole month of force. And then we thought we tried that with video game month and with like book month and it never worked yeah, out. We so we're just going to talk about the force a lot. We're talking about the force a lot through several months. We didn't necessarily cover everything we wanted to do in the last force episode. We Not did. really. We talked about the force and legends previously. Our goal now is to talk about the force as it's presented in the films. Yes. We talked about the Force as it was presented in old canon, like mm-hmm. in books, and video games. And, and we really, we might revisit it someday because we really scratched the cert. Like, you could literally talk for hours about the different ways the Force is used yeah. in Legends. We mostly material. talked about old Nickelodeon shows and Spy Kids <laughs> we 4. Did. That is true. I mean, among other things. That is true. <laughs> we got pretty sidetracked. So we might have to revisit That'll that. That'll never happen in this episode. Yeah. No, never. Never. And we're going to talk about exactly what we planned on, which yes, is the force, the force as it's presented in movies. In movies. In the, in the nine in the, in canonical the, movies. We have nine or ten. We have ten now. We have ten, my friend. Solo. We wrote yes. one solo. Yes. In the my ten goodness. canonical movies, the Force. I would say Solo almost doesn't count because the Force is not really. Show it's not up really solo. there, but we Other could than talk Darth about Maul it. being like, "Hey, I'm a person that yeah. exists." Yeah, yeah, true. Rogue One, though, we got a Rogue person One. clutching a necklace. We got to talk about the, the Force in Rogue One a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, first start with uh, a segment we do sometimes: quick hitters. Quick hitters, love it. Love quick hitters. That's my favorite theme I ever made. I love it. It's great, <laughs> uh, and I love baseball. So it's hey. just my two loves: my wife and baseball combined <laughs> in one thing. Um, quick hit. I watched Solo this mm. morning before I came over here. Yes, I watched it every morning, so it wasn't any different. Right. I love Solo now. It's good. It's good. It's I good. Everything that I didn't like before. It, it, You'll have this with like your favorite band. They release a new album. And it's like, like, oh, that's bad. I'm not I quite like clicking it. with this yeah. new album. I like some songs. But then one day you'll listen to it and you're just like, ooh, no, this clicks with me now. Mm-hmm. I'm totally in. It clicked with me with Solo. Mm. I suddenly felt all the Star Wars emotions and uh, I'm all in. What a on fun Solo. movie. 
That movie's it's just so fun. Fun. It's very fun. Uh, all the emotions really hit me. Han and Kira's relationship. The things that bothered me before, like Han getting his last name, Kira. Um, wait, wait, what bothered me about that? Kira bothered. I don't think. I don't think he had any. Complaints. No, not so much. I think oh, the very first monkey time you were like boy. a monkey boy. Yes. So Han getting a last name, I did not love previously. But yeah. What I liked this time watching it is I, I focused on the emotion of. I have no people. I have no one. Yeah. And the scene worked for me this time. Right. Because that we, we've talked about this previously yes. on our New Hope episode, yes. which you've heard by now. But for us, it was like two hours ago. Um, but like he, that's kind of a, a big character trait for Han is that he is solo. Yeah. He is alone, and he's just kind of looking for mm-hmm. a family. So in that brief moment, not only is he trying to escape, he's maybe looking for a family in the Empire. He's like, I've got no one. Maybe this is the place to find someone. It's not, but uh, Monkey Boy, Monkey Boy, you know, never going to be my favorite. But no. I was not infuriated with him. I right. was just like, oh, okay, he doesn't he, take you out of the movie now. He dies, which makes me happy. Good deal. <laughs> but in the train heist, which I mm. previously thought was kind of like flat, yeah, I was into it. Oh, I just don't know. I I don't know how anyone. No offense to past Jake. But I don't know yeah. how anyone can hear the Marauders theme come in and those That's dudes show thing. up. That's how can you thing. do that and not just get pumped? The Marauders theme comes in. Ugh. Marauders. Marauders theme. The Marauders theme comes in. A And the freaking. Rio? Uh, hey, Rio. You sound like Rio. <laughs> a minor gross Sardinia. Hey. It's kind of like, would he be better with a stereotypical New York accent? Yes. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> um, I think so. That comes in. The classic Imperial theme comes in. Yeah. The train stuff is great. It's fun. Tandy Newton movie. dies, but you That's know what? Fun, but uh, she does a good job with her performance. Yeah. I was loving that whole movie. I might go home and watch it again. Hey, I wouldn't stop you. My wife is sick. She might go to bed early. I might watch that movie again. Jake, I'm not going to stop you. And you I have might this play promise. my DS while I watch the movie like okay. I was earlier today. Maybe we'll play a video game. Now I got to edit. What if we watched a video game together? Watched <laughs> I'd love a to video watch game. a video game together. Yep. I'd love it. So. So. The Force in Movies. The Force in Movies. Do we start with A New Hope? I think it. I think we got to insane not to start. I think we got to because it definitely builds with each movie. It does. <laughs> um, we talked about the force as presented in old canon. The force in old canon got kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, there were powers that you never saw in the movies that showed up in the books. And what I felt, especially in reading, um, if you listen to our last episode about um, the New Jedi Order book, Ruin. There's like a weapons triangle type thing. There's like, there was established almost a, this power is weak against this power. This is strong against it. Use the fire force to combat the ice force. Yes. There was almost a video game (laughs) tier system to the force. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that the Vong. Unless it's in a video game. Yeah, like then you have to do it, I guess. The Vong can be defeated by a specific spore. Yeah. And yet the Vong are immune to the fort. Like, that's stuff I don't like. Let's get to the original film. Let's get to A New Hope, which we just watched like two hours ago. Yes. The first instance of the force that we see, really, is (laughs) Obi-Wan doing a weird dragon call. Yeah, he like yells real loud. That's kind of the first use of the force in the movie. Right. 
which is kind of, I guess it's like, this is the thing where I hate putting labels on powers that people use in the movie. Whereas, like, I guess you need something just because of video games, you need to call it Force Lightning so that in your video game you can have Force Lightning. Right, right. But it gets to a point where it's just like, well, what power was Obi-Wan using there? Was he using, like, Force Projection? Force Mimic? Force Mimic. What was he doing there? And I, I, like to, I don't like to think of it in those terms as much as just, like... Was it a mind like, trick, just on a grand scale? Was it a mind trick? Or was Obi-Wan just, like... Maybe Shouting he, in a maybe he could do something with his projecting his voice, but it's not like a force power. I don't know if it's a, a spe- specific thing. Ventriloquist? Maybe. Yeah. He's been alone in that desert for 20 years. He probably had to pick up some weird skills like ventriloquism. What if like Obi-Wan showed up and he had like a little like puppet and he was like, how do you like school, Billy? Closed. That would be wonderful. <laughs> be I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, bring Ewan back. Me too. Hashtag bring back Ewan. <laughs> yep. I think it's just a thing. The, the force is very much, it doesn't get into a lot of details, I think, in the movies. And that's the big thing about it is the force, the, the comparison between the force in the movies and the force in legends is I feel the force in the movies is very external. You okay. see what the force does. You see how the force affects people, and you don't get a whole lot of the internal things of what's going on with the force in the movies until we get to uh, episode one. But even yeah. then, after that, it's kind of dropped. You don't you don't get the inner workings of the force as much. You get these vague things that Obi Wan and Yoda say, and then, or in, in this movie, I guess we're talking about a New Hope. We get the vague things that Obi Wan says, and then we see a little bit of what the force can do or can help someone accomplish. Yeah, I that I would agree. I think in A New Hope, particularly in Empire, the Force is something that is vague. Mm-hmm. It is this all-encompassing thing. It is, it is magic, basically. Yes. If Star Wars is science fantasy, it's magic Force without is the spells. equivalent of magic, but without spells. Yeah. So we first see let, let let's track the force in a new hope we see obi-wan mimicking a, the like crate dragon thing uh-huh. we then see vader choking force dude. choking somebody using the yes. finger pinch thing we then see a jedi mind trick uh-huh. uh as uh, obi-wan is pulling into Mos isaac antina yep so all of these things are kind of equivalent to like fantasy magical powers. Yeah. It's like but none of it is defined like hey, I used a Jedi mind trick or hey, I used this trick or hey, I used this power. Which it's, is a shame cuz that's how it happens in video games. Afterwards like all of yes. these powers become canon this is a mind trick. Right. Like, yeah. But none of these things are like categorized not as way. oh hey, Luke, I just used a Jedi right. mind trick. No, Obi-Wan says the force is powerful against the weak minded. Yes. And that's all the explanation you that's get. That's all you need. That's all you need. So the force is vague. The force yeah. is something you can tap into, and with that, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But I think it is also Im- like implicit in that is it's something you have to let go of yourself, let go of your attachments, and tap into the force. That's what the ultimate yes. Death Star battle is. It's like, oh God, put wait. down your blast shield, devoid yourself, or, or, or um, you know, take away your sight, and just feel. 
the force is very emotional. Yeah. It's sensing things. It's believing in yourself. It's positivity versus negativity. The issue that I see in when we get to new canon, or not new canon, but old canon, when we get to the books, yeah, it's like Pokemon. It's like <laughs> this type of force power is super effective against this yes. kind of force power. Yes. Lightning is weak against, against this kind. Against grass. Against grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You used a water type force power <laughs> against a fire type force yeah, power. Yeah, it's not going to work. And that kind of thing really doesn't come up in the movies. No. Now, in, in, are we are we going to go movie by movie or do we just Let's talk go movie about... by movie. Okay. All right. I'll save my big point for later. Then. Okay. Um. So, Empire. So, because yeah. like, because the, yeah, the big moment, the big crescendo in a new hope is luke relying on the force to help guide him he yes. he kind of puts aside his own skill and his own ego and he says i'm gonna let the force i'm gonna let t- focus on what obi-wan is saying and let this thing that i don't fully understand i'm going to let it guide my actions yeah and believe in it and he does and he saves the day and i would argue that what the force is above anything else is like believing in yourself mm-hmm in the first yeah. movie. Yes. In, in Empire as well. It's always yeah. believe in yourself. Believe in the impossible. Believe that you can accomplish something impossible. Yes. So Empire. First thing we see there, Luke has now learned to not just rely on the Force to help guide him, but he's now learned to manipulate the Force. And is this the first instance we see of someone... Well, no, that's not true, because Obi-Wan uses the Force to... No, I guess he doesn't flip a switch. He just like makes a noise. He makes a noise in the distance and distracts the stormtroopers. So Empire is the first time we see someone move a physical object with the Force. Yes. Something he was not taught by Obi-Wan. Right. But here he is now able, he's trapped by the Wampa and he's able to pull the lightsaber to himself. Yes. First Force in that. Then we see that not Obi-Wan is not just... In Luke's head, it wasn't just his own thoughts, but Obi-Wan is like a, can be a physical manis- manifestation yeah. of he, something of Obi-Wan is still lingering around in the Force, whatever the Force is. We see our first Force ghost. Yeah, we see Obi-Wan there on, on Hoth. But again, it's still kind of vague because Luke doesn't know, am I actually seeing him? Am I dying of frostbite? You know, he's in he's not in a great situation. Yeah, so. but it's something specific enough that you think... Yes. This is actually Obi-Wan telling him, right. go to Dagobah. I've never heard of Dagobah. Why would I know that name? It right. must be real. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Dagobah. Yeah. And then Dagobah. Here's where, here's, where the force, yes. here's where the force really pops off, I think, for the yeah. first time. Yeah. So Dagobah is, is our like crash course in the force. Crash force. <laughs> crash team racing on PlayStation 2. <laughs> Crash Course World History on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> so, Dagobah. This is... Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. What do we learn about the Force in Dagobah? I, I'd say the, the primary focus of what we learn about the Force in Dagobah is size matters not. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the general thesis of yeah. what Luke's lesson is. Don't trust um, your typical perception of things. Yes. Typically, you would think somebody small is not able to lift something large. 
vice versa. Yes. The possi- very large can't lift something small. <laughs> yeah. That is the vice very versa. large can't possibly lift something small. <laughs> it all makes perfect sense. I, I thought about this analogy a lot, and I'm putting it into practice here. But that that's kind of Yoda's main lesson here is do or do not. There is no try. Like, yeah. If you believe that it's possible, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Yes. That's kind of That's what Yoda's I've been thinking lesson. this whole thing. The Dagobah kind of turns it into a quasi-religion. Yes. It's all about faith. Yes. Yoda's trying to teach Luke, you need to have faith that this is in you and that this is possible. Yes. And if you cannot do it, it is because you do not believe enough. Right. Luke says, it's not possible for me to lift an S. An F wing with the force. <laughs> an F wing. Why don't we have an F wing yet? Yeah, not aerodynamic. The F wing. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's no. Kind of spins around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> you would think you wouldn't need to be aerodynamic in space where there is no air. No, you need to. You need I to don't look tell sleek. you. Need to look sleek. Yeah. Um. But Luke says you ask the impossible. I can't lift a ship with the force. Maybe a rock. Yeah. Yoda says, no, even though I'm tiny, I can lift this entire ship out of the swamp, gracefully set it upon land. Yeah. I think the other big takeaway from Dagobah is that it it really sets the stage for the force being vital to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, because we this is where we get the speech with Yoda that it surrounds us. It's like it's in the rocks. It's in everything. It's it's all around us. Without the force. Combines us, penetrates us. Right. Without the force, we don't have life in this Star Wars universe. So that's another thing I think Dagobah sets up really well is yeah. that not only do does um, your perception need to change, but you also need to realize that even though the force at that moment is at its lowest ebb that it's probably ever been in, because you have five, four force users alive that we know of, like, and, and as far as the movies, like we okay. have, we have Palpatine, Vader, Luke, Yoda. Yeah, those are the only four people alive that we yeah. know of that can use the force. Wow. Uh, you bring True. other stuff in, and of course, there Maybe are more Ahsoka's people around. Maybe Ahsoka's out Maybe. there, Ezra's out there. But like those, these yeah. people are out there. But as far as we know, the force is at its lowest ebb, and Yoda is saying. We need you back, not only to kill Vader and to bring balance and to bring it back, but the Force is vital to the way of life that the galaxy knows, and it needs to be back to the way that it was. I think that's what, to me, that's what it means to bring balance to the Force, is that right now we have, the universe universe has almost lost its connection to the Force, it needs to be brought back, or the universe is in trouble. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Star Wars is great. <laughs> this is a very good discussion, this by the way. This is a good discussion. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is brought about, the idea of fear comes up. Luke says, I'm not afraid. Yoda says, you will be. Mm. And In the creepiest way a puppet In the creepiest way. One of the, <laughs> one of the creepier, most ominous moments on really Star Wars, is. right? Why it's why it's great. It's fantastic. And... Bring back Creepy Yoda. Hashtag bring back Creepy Yoda. <laughs> Hashtag Chuck Wendig peanut butter. <laughs> and <laughs> boy, deep cut. Boy, deep show. cut. Um, the, the idea comes out that the force is something that is dangerous. If you take the quicker, more seductive route, you will go to the dark side. Hmm. 
if you give into certain emotions, yes, you become strong with the force, but you become strong with the wrong side of the force. That's not really brought up. I mean, the dark side isn't really touched upon too much in the first movie. No, no, it's really not. Like we know, we know Vader is evil because he does something evil with the force, but it's not really clear that that if Luke did the same thing, it would be bad. It would like it's I, just I think like he says Vader. I think says Vader was seduced by the dark side of the force. Yes, that's, that's about all we get. Up, but it's not there, no no consequences of that are mentioned for Luke. Yes, there's never any danger of Luke turning to the dark side. That's right. not a thing in A New Hope. Right, but that does come up in Empire. Mm-hmm. The force as something to potentially fear this all comes out in the confrontation with vader Mm. who wants him to give in to his fear and tries to seduce him to the dark side yes um that the fight with vader is there anything there like what what are we learning with the fight with vader um we learn that it's not all about talent maybe um or aptitude you have to also put in the work because i feel like vader just completely toys with luke for that whole fight yes someone who has been doing this for the past 30 whatever years is going to be so much better than someone who has just learned it no matter how talented that person is it is also it is not just something that it's not a get out of jail free card it's not like a free pass to become the most Right. Coolest person ever. You also have to be doing it for a while because Vader just totally kicks Luke's butt and he's playing with him the whole time. And it's never within, it's never in question. Even when Luke gets one good hit in, then Vader's like, okay, well, that that's it. You're done now. Yeah, because I've, it's never in question yeah. that Luke is going to win that fight. I was on easy mode. Now I'm yes. going to actually start trying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but again, the rest of that fight, I guess, um, I think more about once Luke makes the decision to fall. Then we have yeah. his connection with Leia, which we don't know at the time that they are siblings and that they're related and that mm-hmm. she also has the force. So it almost seems like this is another way where he can almost, he kind of does what Obi-Wan does, but while he's still yeah. alive. I was going to say, so we do have established in uh, A New Hope, Obi-Wan communicates to Luke through the force after he has died. So the notion of post-mortem force use exists right. in A New Hope. Yes. Uh, but this comes back in Empire in a big way. We see Force Ghost Obi-Wan yeah. communicating to Luke. We then hear him communicating to Yoda mm-hmm. saying, wasn't I the same way when you drained me and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Then Luke used that same kind of communication to try to communicate with Leia. To try to reach out to Leia so that they come back and find him. Yeah. We also see the kind of thing that we see like in The Last Jedi with Rey and Kylo happen with Vader and Luke. Yeah. Vader and Luke talking. kind of have like a little image. Mm-hmm. They've imprinted on each other a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they've imprinted like Twilight. <laughs> like Twilight. <laughs> Just like Twilight. Obviously, the main inspiration for Star Wars was Twilight. Was Twilight. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's cut to Return of the Jedi. Yes. Return of the Jedi is, I think, where we see like fancy 
choreography force use of like yes obviously luke you force chokes gamorians mm-hmm. he tries it he, he successfully does a giant mind trick mm-hmm. he's walking in like the big man he's walking in like the big man yes he he's can do it all, all the force things we've seen so far mm-hmm. r2 shoots a lightsaber out he's able to effortlessly catch it in the air yep after that, though, I mean, he, he lifts uh, C-3PO yep. in front of the Ewoks to mm-hmm. kind of trick them. He uses yeah. the force for lies. He does. He lies. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of um, all your preconceived notions of horror go right, right out the door. I just watched the Office episode where, okay. Gabe, where Gabe says that, so that just kind of stuck in my mind. But no, all your yeah. preconceived notions of what the um, <laughs> of what the Jedi. <laughs> of like what a Jedi would do. Yeah. I, I kind of like that it's not like, well, Luke's a good guy, so he can't use force choke and he and he right. and he can't lie using the force, because that's not what a Jedi would do. It's like Jet Luke is not really the Jedi that we come to see later, but at this point yeah. in the movies, this is maybe just the way Jedi can also act. You just have to have a good heart when you're doing it. And and I would argue there's been this narrative that is formed, I feel like in part perpetuated by scum of the universe brian young <laughs> uh, that the fact that <laughs> that got me hashtag sorry not sorry that luke force choking morians is a sign that he's struggling with the dark side i've never thought that. disagree yeah that is absolutely not what i thought when i saw the movie i see things where people are like oh when i was a kid i thought you know when i saw luke come no. in in all black i thought he was bad like, no, no way you that? never thought that you no never one ever thought, thought that. that luke's the good guy always you've seen the fact that force choking is a power that exists yes luke uses the force power that exists yes. i mean i and I it's not and he doesn't even and he doesn't even kill them. No. He gets them out of his way and he continues going and then they're fine. Like it's he not like he's a killing lethal means yes. of to, uh, knocking them out like Is attack? there is there this gets into more like force and ethics discussions but to me <laughs> in ethics and games journalism discussions <laughs> ethics of course. and games journalism. But here's my thing, I think that it is more ethical for Luke to Physically push them away, use something to get them to go away from him, then to yeah. use a mind trick. Like when you yeah. get into someone's mind and you're convincing them of something else, to me, that's way more of a gray area. A mind area. trick is pretty effed up when you that's think about it. That's a gray it. area like, at the very best. I'm going to change your fundamental way of thinking. Yeah. To me, that is yeah. that is a lot more sketchy than using I a agree. force choke. I agree. So Obi-Wan was flirting with the dark side in yeah, episode four. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, no. Of course not. So, these are all the forces we see, and then up until the very end, like yeah, battle much. with you get the lifting, like you said, three PO. Yeah, and not then, so much. I yeah. mean, we see Luke's really great piloting skills, yeah, which we've seen before, yes. Um, but that's not really attributed to his ability in the force in in the movies. Like he's yeah. just always been a good pilot. His father was a good pilot. They're not yeah. really saying you're a good pilot because of the force, exactly. Yeah. The biggest, like, really new thing that just shatters your brain is force use is yes. force lightning, I yes. think. When you see Palpatine use force lightning to electrocute Luke. Right. That's like, oh my God. There yes. are new powers that exist that this I would have This is something completely thought. new that I never would have thought about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that happens. Yes. 
And after that, I mean, Luke throws his throws. <laughs> Luke throws his lightsaber away. Yeah, Luke, it's a it's a moment for Luke to say, I've seen what the Force can do. I could try and strike back and fight, but yeah. no, it's just like, no, I'm not doing that. Luke's character progression is, yes, I am capable of using the Force for violence, but that is not what's going to be effective here. The thing that makes a Jedi a Jedi is their spirit, their heart, it's not the way they swing your lightsaber around. Are we talking about Return of the Jedi or The Last Jedi? Cause... I'm talking about Return of the Jedi, oh, yeah, but that's it's all going to leave there. It's kind of weird, huh? Anyway, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get there. It's almost as if Ryan Johnson thought about these things. <laughs> we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, I, I mean, as far as the force use we see in the in Return of the Jedi, it all kind of, like, the as far as new force things, it's force lightning. Yeah. But Luke's journey really culminates in no more force use, no more lightsabers. I'm standing here proud as a human being mm-hmm. with my uh his integrity. With with my integrity. Yeah. With my nobility before you. Yep. And then thankfully Deus Ex Vader comes up <laughs> behind him and throws Bob right. off the ledge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean imagine if Vader hadn't had that change of heart. Luke would have died. Would he have become a Force ghost? Maybe. Would it, but like what things could have yeah. gone bad? I mean, the Death Star still would have been destroyed. So uh, in 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 re- in reality, Luke does not save the day in Return of the Jedi. Luke is not the hero of Return of the Jedi. He Lando, Lando, enough. and Wedge, like they're yeah. they're the heroes of the of the <laughs> of the movie. None of that happens if Luke doesn't distract them enough no, to guess, but no, it's but, like, but it's just like yes. his his story Luke the culmination the Death Star too. No. The culmination of the force users in Return of the Jedi is very small scale compared yeah. to what is going on in the rest of the movie. And I like that I like that about it. Let's talk about the Force Wagons. No 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 we gotta go prequels now. Prequels we gotta go prequels. Oh my god what am I doing? What are you doing? Boy I hope we can fit this all in. We can. Prequels are Th- crazy. Things fundamentally change about the Force in the prequels, Fundamentally I think. change. Like, and not, not I mean that they change forever, but they are fundamentally different from how yes. the original trilogy treated the Force. And you have to think, I mean, Lucas was aware of the EU. Did he care about it? Not so much. No. <laughs> but, I mean, Corellia, not Corellia, Coruscant was Tim Zahn's creation. Mm. He brought Coruscant in the new movie. Right. I think he was aware of what was happening yes. in the EU. I think that he, for the most part, had approval over most things that happened in the EU. And I think in his mind, he's like, this is a cool idea. I'll mm-hmm. bring this into my movies. And, this and sucks, who, leaving it out. And who knows if like, he had a meeting early on with Zahn and said, oh, I had this idea for a planet called Coruscant. The whole planet <laughs> right, is yeah. one big city. We don't know like how planet much- one big city. <laughs> we don't know how much influence <laughs> he had on all that stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, yes. That has nothing to do with the force. Not so much. But our like the beginning of this movie is just nutso. If you're yes. gonna like Phantom Menace. We They're s- sensing stuff all over the place. Oh my god. They're they, smelling gas. They're sensing first of all, the thing the, the sense that things are not okay. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. They have a general sense He's got a bad feeling about this. That there's something elusive <laughs> elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Generally, negative things are happening <laughs> in the entire universe. Like, Obi-Wan is super 
in tune with the force. I got that sense every day, buddy. Am I in tune with the force? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And Qui-Gon says, try not... Obi-Wan says, Yoda says to be mindful of the future. Qui-Gon says, try to keep your mind in the here and now. Mm-hmm. So there becomes this whole immediate, like within the first scene of The Phantom Menace, there's like these different schools of the Force. Yep. There's like, be mindful of the future versus be like a dog in Cesar Milan's <laughs> school of dog training <laughs> and be in the now. Right. Don't think about the future. Focus yeah. on what you can control right now. Right. So this is all very, very new. We see not only this... We see, like... We go to 100 miles an hour. Super speed. The yes. Force is... Like, <laughs> super speed in the Force. Super speed. They're blocking every laser bolt there. They're able to use their lightsabers to block lasers. Yes. Which happens maybe one time in Return of the I Jedi. I think Luke might do it once, but it's just like... Yeah. It's like, you, it's like a struggle for him. He's, like, swinging and hits He's, the, like... Like, swinging at it like a bat. this will work. And yeah. now these guys are just, like, it's no problem for them to fight. Like Right. When they're, they're fighting the droidicas, it's like... Oh yeah, we're effortlessly able to do this yes. standoff. Let's run a hundred miles per hour <laughs> down the hallway. The external force use in this movie is like so far beyond anything we've yeah. seen before. Times a billion yes. compared to the original. Yes. Okay, so we have that. We have Anakin able to effortlessly do something that is seemingly impossible for humans. Yeah. He he wins the pod race. Do you think Luke could pod race? I think he could. I think he could pod race. I think he could do it. I think he could uh, play on the Padres. Do you think Luke played with a pod racer in his little room like this? Yeah, <laughs> like he, he did with the Sky. But Hopper. I also think he played for the San Francisco Padres. Now I get the joke that you're making. As I'm now I to get say. it. As now I'm I get it. Say. Quick hitter. I got it. <laughs> Quick hitter. Padres. Baseball. Um, Do they have a podcast about them called the Padres? Because they should. The podcast Padres? Yeah. Oh, my God. They should. Padres. It should be. Right. Um, the pod rays. Now, the craziest thing that happens, in my opinion, we, we have a few little nuggets of wisdom of the Force. Mm -hmm. Keep your mind in the here and now, yes. We also have Qui-Gon saying to Anakin, trust your instincts. Um, your focus determines your reality. Yeah. We also have... We have the Jedi Council's wisdom. Yeah, about fear leads to hate, hate leads to anger, anger leads to suffering. They Anakin they've got like yeah. is able to sense the other side of a view screen. Mm -hmm. They're testing. He's him like sensing what Mace is seeing more than like. He's sensing like, the okay, screen. we're showing a picture of a cub. Are you able to see this without seeing the screen? Yeah, and he is. Mm -hmm. So there's a like. Phantom Menace introduces like nine million crazy there's, force uses. There's one very big thing that we have not mentioned that it introduces the about the thing force. Yeah, is midi chlorians. Right. The biggest thing, yes. which is that the midi chlorians are the thing in a person's bloodstream, which ostensibly determines what your proclivity towards force use is. Like, yeah. if you have X many midi chlorians. You have the potential for being that good at using yes. the force. And to me, I, I we won't get into it because we've had this discussion many oh, times. Lord. But to me, it that kind of lessens the impact of Yoda's size matters not scene. Well Because size yes. does matter. It's just the size of your blood. Like it's <clears throat> not not that it's the size of your blood, but like if there was someone Yoda's size, but he didn't have this 
um, amount of midichlorians in his blood, he would not be able to do that. Okay. So it's like, to me, it kind of takes all of the mysticism out of the force and makes it more scientific. Here's where you and I fundamentally disagree. So I I agree that that's what the implication is. Mm -hmm. Qui-Gon says midichlorians exist. Yeah. We all have midichlorians in our blood. These are microscopic creatures that allow us to interact with the Force, right? Everybody has them. Some people have more. What I would argue is the intentional purpose of this in the prequel trilogy is to establish that the Jedi are looking at the wrong place. They have fallen from grace. They, They are now at a point where they are looking towards science as opposed to spirituality. And because they're focused on the objective number of like, oh, this is how many midichlorians you have, they eventually become lost. When we see Yoda in Empire, we are seeing an enlightened Yoda that has evolved beyond midichlorians. They're saying, yes, we all have the potential for us to use, but anybody can use the force if they try hard enough. Some people are more athletically inclined mm-hmm. naturally. Are, yeah, from some people birth. are born with, yeah, with the If they develop those skills, they're going to be amazing. If they right. don't develop those skills, they won't be amazing. But they'll be better than average. Right. Yeah. If somebody who does not necessarily have a proclivity towards these things decides to uh, exert themselves towards a skill, they'll be great. They'll have a harder path to it. But uh, they it'd can be do hard. It. It'd be harder for them. Yeah. That's all midichlorians are to me, is it is your natural proclivity towards the Force. I I like that read on it a lot. I like the read that the Jedi have become too focused on the scientific aspects and have lost the focus of what really matters about the Force. Thank you. It means so much to hear you say that. I do. I really do like that. <laughs> okay. No bits. Hashtag no bits. Hashtag no bits. But I would argue that it was intended for that to be the read of the movie because they they drop it after that movie. Mm-hmm. I think if it was intended that we were supposed to see the Jedi had focused on the wrong things, I think we might have continued that storyline through two and three and seen them maybe f- talk about that more, about how they don't understand why things are going wrong because we've learned so much about how the Force works in our bodies and stuff. Like, So I I, I, I'm, not, I'm saying it's a good read. I don't know if it was intended. I think he threw midi-chlorians out there. People didn't like it, and he abandoned that. Well, I think you're probably right about that. I mean, in episode three, we do hear about midi-chlorians. Do we? Because we hear Palpatine talk about how the fact that the midi-chlorians were able to be manipulated to create create life. life. That's true. So they they were brought up. In episode two, it's brought up the fact that like Yoda's like we ha- we're gonna or Mace Windu's like we're gonna have to eventually come out to the Republic mm-hmm. that our ability to use the Force is diminished. That yeah. We're blinded by the dark side. Yeah. So I mean, like the intentional trajectory of the Jedi is that they are blinded in some way, mm-hmm. and eventually they're overtaken by the dark side. Do I think that Lucas? Heard the complaints, yeah, because Jar Jar suddenly gets two lines of dialogue (laughs) and midichlorians are mentioned one other time in the people told you. So I think he's like, people clearly hate this stuff, so I'm not going to like pour it in their faces, but I still want to tell my story, so I'm going to tell it in a way where I'm not shoving this stuff people hate in their faces. That's my read on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fair. 
Okay. We, we can get along. We can still be friends. I'm, I'm so glad we can still be friends. We will disagree on some things, but oh we will God. still be friends. I hate to hear that, but I'm glad we will still be friends. <laughs> no. Okay. So... So two is any is is anything groundbreaking happening two? I feel like one is where we get the most of like this is how things are going to Man. be in this trilogy, and one, then like I tell you what else we get in one. Now we get this in Empire two. Luke is able to like super jump up into the yes, rafters, true. right? Yes, we, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, their Luke physical is ability to, like, is enhanced by the force, and this happens a couple times. Like yeah. Luke is able to like jump super high with the force mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, so that that does happen. Phantom Menace, we get that times a million. <laughs> yes. Um, Attack of the Clones. The thing that we get is like sensing danger with the Force. I would yeah. say, like that's true. Anakin and Obi Wan sense the sense worms. danger in Padme's room. Yeah, as they're using her for bait, they're able to sense. That things are wrong as we're looking for like Zam Wessel or whatever, mm-hmm. and Yoda is able to sense that there's some kind of dark cloud uh, around Anakin. Like, there's just like all of this general. Otherwise, they're playing the hits in that movie. Like Obi Wan does the mind trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Yoda or Dooku does the Force lightning. Like you, they're kind of playing the hits. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, like Obi Wan's super thing. adept with his reflexes. Like yeah. he's able to use the grappling hook to like save himself as he's falling off of the yeah. uh, Geonosis. Not Geonosis. What's it called? What's the clone planet? Uh, Camino. Camino planet. Yeah. Um. Because all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The main thing that I think we're introduced to it in Attack of the Clones is the Force vision. This comes up in Empire. Luke gets a vision of his friends are in danger. Yes. But Attack of the Clones, we, we see the we actual see the vision, vision. Yeah. Which we don't see in Empire. Anakin sees the vision of like his mom being tortured and stuff and mm-hmm. that clearly disturbs him. That causes him to go to um, Tatooine and save his mom. This all comes back in Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yes. I'd say that's probably the biggest like new thing of like the force vision. Yeah. Getting it, getting it expanded. I feel like the prequels to, to maybe their, their detriment for me expand on a lot of the things that we get in uh, the original trilogy mm-hmm. where they go, here's this thing. Here's how it happens kind uh, of. And, and yeah. to me, maybe that's why it doesn't resonate as much with me as in the prequels as it does in the original trilogy, because we've seen a lot of these things before. And I, I necessarily didn't need to know how it all, I didn't need to know more about it. I right. kind of liked how it was. Um, that's not to say that I don't understand people who wanted to know more about it. That's totally fine because there are things I'm that way with where I do want to understand it more. It's just for me, they maybe didn't resonate as much because I didn't want to know more. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of what it does is where it takes something you've seen before and it expands on it and it teaches you more about it. That's not a bad thing inherently. It's yeah, just, it's just the way the prequels are. It's just the way it is. Um, I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing in Revenge of the Sith. Um, we do see, we should mention like back in A New Hope, and this comes back in Revenge of the Sith, we see Obi-Wan kind of like force heal Luke. Yeah. Who's been knocked out. 
and we see the Emperor force heal Anakin, who is unconscious too. Yeah, like, we see that. Other than that, I, I, think I, the, I don't. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think we see like new force stuff. The biggest thing I think you've already mentioned, and it's Palpatine talking about midi chlorines being used to create life, implicating to, yeah, implicating that he might have had something to do with. Uh, Anakin's birth. Yeah, that's so that's huge. that's the hugest huge. thing in that movie is that not only has people's control over the Force become so powerful that they can do all these crazy physical things and whatever, someone is potentially powerful enough to be God. Pretty yeah, much. I mean, yeah, like that's, that's kind of what yeah, Palpatine we can is life saying. Now. That's kind of what Palpatine is saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And that's uh, that's a huge part of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um. I would say that let's move on to the sequel trilogy. Let's. Because I, I feel like you have something specific you want to say. Yeah. There's, okay, there's a couple ahead. of things. Go ahead. The first, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing in a, The Force Awakens is the title itself. The yes. idea of the Force <laughs> awakening in a person. The idea that this person has the Force, but the midichlorians like lay dormant <laughs> until a certain point. Yeah. Right? Like... They don't realize they have the force until it awakens in them. Right. That's a big deal. That is. And that's kind of a part of what the cosmic force, the living force, or whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting because like in in A New Hope, there is there is an event that triggers Luke to go on this journey. Yes. It is his his home being destroyed. He has nowhere to turn. He's going to go on this journey now. And in The Force Awakens, you don't really have that. You kind of like, here's Finn, here's Rey. All yeah. of a sudden, they feel different. Things are happening. Not that I'm saying Finn has the Force, even though I still think he might. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But, but with Rey, it's like if nothing happens to her. It's just like this is the moment that the Force, for, some, for whatever reason, has chosen mm. to activate these people or, yeah. or whatever, you know? And it's it's something that definitely existed like in new canon, but we definitely see it codified here in The Force Awakens. The idea that the Force can inhabit an object, like the Luke's lightsaber calls out to Rey. Yes. And it is able to give her a vision of things that Luke experienced, mm-hmm. things that have maybe happened in the past, happened in the future. Like when Ray touches the lightsaber, she gets a vision of the past, present, future. Yes. Yeah. That's a totally new thing. Beyond that though, we also can like Kylo is able to freeze people. Yeah. He's like frozen. Freeze blaster force. bolts. Like he's he going freezes a blaster bolt. He's going full prequel with his abilities. Full in the prequel. Force. So when he shoots him, he freezes the blaster bolt. He freezes Ray herself yes. in place. This happens again. The, the other thing that happens is later in the movie, he's able to search her thoughts. Mm-hmm. This is something that's like suggested in Return of the Jedi, I think, when Vader says that he's able to read Luke's thoughts. And he, re- and he learns about Leia. He learns about Leia. Yeah. But we see this more specifically in Kylo reading Poe's thoughts when he's interrogating him and reading Ray's thoughts yes. when he's interrogating her. The fact that he's able to tap into her mind, the fact that he does this enables Ray to tap into his mind. Yeah. That's how she learns about Jedi mind tricks, but that's kind of a unique thing. Like, and the other thing too, he taps into her mind and he sees 
visions that Ray herself has had of the future. Yeah. He sees, I see it. I see she's, the she's island. She's on the island. Yeah. The island, of Which course. Which tells me that she's been having visions that she doesn't know about. Yeah. Like, of, she doesn't know why she's having them. Of Octo. Like, of yeah. her going to yeah. Luke's island that yep. he has. So this is a bunch of new Force stuff in The Force Awakens. But at the same time, to me, Force Awakens kind of feels like getting back to the roots that were planted in A New Hope. Yes. Because as much as people talk about it being a shot-for-shot remake of A New Hope... Boo. Boo. um, I think it really does... We get two sides of, of, of what we've learned about the Force between both trilogies i think mm-hmm. in the force awakens you have ray's side who doesn't know what she's doing doesn't know why these things are happening has not given a name to the things that are happening yeah. like pe- people are always like well how is she powerful enough to know to use a mind a jedi mind trick well i don't think she's using a jedi mind trick i think ray's ex- is experimenting with the powers that she knows she has the things she feels yeah and she is trying to use those in new ways that she's that she's thinking about she's not going oh i remember in jedi outcast if you hit f4 you could use the <laughs> right. jedi mind trick right which is how audiences are are yeah. looking at this movie but if she's you look at like, it from ray's point of view she's like kylo just tapped into my mind and yes. made me think things if i could do that same thing i was able yeah. to read his mind maybe i could do it to somebody else and make them think something yes and yeah. and so you have ray on that side of things where she is totally just thinking about what, what can I do with this? I don't understand what's happening. What can I do? And then you have Kylo who to me is more on the prequel side of things about here are powers that I've learned. Here's what I've learned how to do with the force. I can freeze this person. I can freeze (laughs) that blaster bolt. And so he is, he's coming at it from like the prequel side of things. In my opinion, I, I kind of like the dichotomy between those two, that one is learning about it more naturally and the mm-hmm. other one seems like it's more forced, pardon mm-hmm. the pun. Um, I will just say the bad guy is on the prequel side. If you go with that, <laughs> if you if you go with that read, no, no but but no, I, that's just a, they have an interesting. Yeah, they both have interesting takes on the for, the way that they're using the force. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. Th- the force use that we see is pretty interesting here. One thing that we see in The Force Awakens is Rey hearing whispers that lead her down to the basement of Kanata's castle, mm-hmm. lead her to the lightsaber. That same thing happens again when she's on Octo. Yeah. Those whispers lead her to the library. They lead her to the like dark cave where she's like in the weird mirror realm. Yes. Um, <laughs> that gives her a vision. So th- that happens. But the biggest thing that comes to mind for me is like force use is like the fact that Yoda yes. is a force ghost. Yes. We it, let's establish the fact that Qui Gon has apparently established the path to immortality in uh-huh. Revenge of the Sith. Which allows people to become Force Ghosts. Um, Yoda, as a Force Ghost, is able to summon lightning from the sky and light something on fire. This is the first time we've ever seen a Force Ghost affect the actual real world. Yes. They have not been able to do that before. What is even happening right now? It's crazy. Get out of my life. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's awesome. 
Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. We we see that. We see the idea of force projection. <clears throat> yeah. Snoke forms a force bridge. Bond, like a bond between two people. Yeah. Yep. Which we, we technically have seen between like Luke and Vader. But and it's never Luke been Leia, it's never been this strong where they this see is each like other. A permanent bond that they're not in control of. And they're they like will, and it's like they're physically there with each other. Yeah. They accidentally will see each other. Yeah. Beyond their control. And we'll be there with each other. The the raindrops hit Kylo's hand. Right. Um. So that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's making it we, weird, buddy. I love it. And then we also see this ability that the same ability, technically, Luke able to project himself a force ghost version <laughs> of himself across hyperspace itself. Yep. The most the coolest thing any Jedi is ever able to do. And Luke's able to do it. And, and he never abandons his principles. Right. And his integrity from Return of the Jedi. Right. He has gotten rid of the, of the violence that he, or the, the anger. He's gotten rid of all that stuff. And he's just like, I am going to go out there. I'm going to save the day and I'm going to do it my way. I'm not going to go out there and fight an army because that's not what, that's not what I believe in. I don't believe in what the the prequel jedis did or anything like that that's not his that's not luke's style and he he stays perfectly in character by sending that force projection out and installing for time that is what luke would do that's something that i think is just like lost on people who hate the last jedi is the fact that like eventually one of these movies had to acknowledge the fact that the prequels existed yeah and acknowledge the fact that the prequels had a lot of backlash against them that backlash being the fact that the Force was used in really wacky ways that original trilogy fans at the time didn't like. Mm-hmm. So Luke is having to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, the Jedi Order that we know from the prequels sucked. <laughs> they were blind to the Sith. They yeah. allowed Sidious invader to rise right beneath their noses they are the heroes of the story but they're not necessarily portrayed in a good light yeah. because they were wrong about a lot of things mm-hmm. and that's and that and i do believe that is intentional Absolutely. i do believe lucas did not intend for the jedi to be like a tragic like they are a tragic story but not that they were um in the right really yeah i, I and I, I agree with that the other thing we have is like rogue one Mm-hmm. Where we don't have any Jedi specifically. Can I say have... something about Luke real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. While we're talking about Last Jedi. is I I really enjoy the series we're talking about, the New Jedi Order. I really enjoy a lot of old legends. But there is a, a part of me that every time I'm reading in a book and Luke has his lightsaber and he's just fighting stormtroopers again. Yeah. There's a little bit of me that's like, well, I mean, I, I like it. I like Luke. It's fun. This is fun and it's good. But it's just like... I the, if you just watch the movies and you and the last time we see Luke, he throws his lightsaber away. Yeah. And then the very last time we see Luke, he never pulls it out. Yeah. I'm kind of like, this is this is kind of probably the path that Luke should have gone on. I agree. And this is my problem with people who have a problem with The Last Jedi, the portrayal of Luke. Like, mm-hmm. if your dream was to see Luke just being the most, like, I can't think of a like slicing down stormtroopers and like flipping through the air and like car crushing uh, walkers and stuff. Like, you like the wrong character. Then. That's, that's not, not Luke. the journey he went on yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
And if you if you go back and you read the Thrawn trilogy and like New Jedi Order and Luke stuff, it it rings hollow. Yeah, him being this amazing, cool Jedi hero doesn't really feel right. No, and I it doesn't. think it's because that's not what his character arc was. His character arc was realizing I need to reject violence. Yeah. I need to harness the force and, in a way that promotes And goodness. the stuff we didn't get to see, I think Yoda kind of alludes to, is that I think Luke did go back to that. Yeah. He had an academy. He still had a lightsaber. Yes. In, in the flashbacks we see in, in The Last Jedi. And and that's where I think he went wrong. He lost sight of himself. Um, and, and Yoda kind of calls him out about it. Like, you know, you're always, always, your mind is always, like, you need to focus does Yoda say what does Yoda say exactly in that scene? In in when he's talking with Luke in Last, in, Jedi? In Last Jedi, he says you. What does he say about Luke's focus? He says you're always focusing on the present, not where you're going. What is Luke's take, or what is Yoda's take? Oh in no, episode... he says you're always looking at the horizon, at the not horizon, where, not you, where are. you are. In episode one. Mm-hmm. Yoda is teaching people to focus on uh, Obi-Wan says in the very beginning of episode one that Yoda I should be mindful, be mindful of, the of the future and but Qui-Gon says focus of the living force and, and Qui-Gon says keep your focus here and now and by the last not Jedi at the expense of the moment and, and Yoda by last Jedi is now on Qui-Gon's side oh man I've never put that together god we're just Yoda flip flops. The to puzzle Qui-Gon's pieces side. are all coming together That's here. That's incredible. God, just come over. I guarantee here. that was intended on Ryan Johnson's part. Give me, but a, that's give me a hug. That was really good. That That's was really pretty cool, good Ryan. stuff. That's good stuff. So it's almost like Ryan thought about this, especially movie. because Qui Gon is the one who canonically taught Yoda how to accomplish this thing to become a force ghost, and now Yoda is learning from Qui Gon Jinn, and he's mm. now on that side of things, and he's teaching Luke. How to do that exact same thing. That is incredible. Oh my god. I've never put that together that Yoda flip flops on that on that issue. Yeah, he's totally supposed because he's supposed to be wrong in the prequels because yeah. the Jedi are wrong. That's right. And Qui-Gon was kind of on the right path. For yeah. all, all of Qui-Gon's flaws, he was he was closer than the, the Jedi as a whole were. I think this is gonna be the trajectory of Master and Apprentice, by the way. Yeah. Is That'd be cool. Obi Wan being frustrated with Qui Gon not following the academy's or not the academy, but the yeah. orders way of things. I think in that blurb they released about it is something about Obi Wan's um, upset that Qui Gon is not part of the council and is not mm. really interested in being part of the council. Mm. So that could be a fun book. So anyway, I got distracted there, but we're talking about God dang it. Uh, Last Jedi is a very good movie, and I don't understand why people don't like it as a, a conclusion for Luke's arc. It's very good. And I got to tell you, buddy, I got to leave. I know. This is a shame. Man, This oh is man. a shame. That's okay. We made it. We Oh, we didn't talk Rogue One. Rogue One. We can give two minutes to Ro- Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, two minutes on Rogue One. I mean, people believe in the Force, but are not capable of using the Force. Right. They allow themselves to be used by the Force. Yes. That's Chirrut's journey in that yeah. movie. Ultimately ends up being Baze's mm-hmm. uh, journey. I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. Chirrut wants to be a conduit of the Force. And I think what we ultimately see when he is able to walk across the battlefield 
none of the blaster bolts are hitting yeah. him. He's able to hit the master switch. That's the force's will. Yes. Working through Chirrut. Yep. And I and I think she doesn't really say it, but with what we know about Jin's mother and how she was part of that same Lyrsa. Yeah, how 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 she was part of that same thing as Chirrut. Lyra, yeah. As Chirrut and Bays. Um, the Church of the Force, the, whatever they, is that what it's called? No, that's the the Wills, Lorsen, the, Wills the Guardians of the Wills. Um, Church of the Force is the Lorsen Taka. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think in her speech, to to me, I believe that Jen also. I mean, she says it to cheer it. You know, the for may the force be with us or something like that. She uses that that same phrase, but in her speech, we'll just keep going until. We there's no more chances or something like that. To me, she is kind of feeling the same way about the force as cheer it is. Whereas if the force wills it, we're going we're going actually not if the force wills it, we're going to win this because we have the force on our side. I think Jen is in the same camp as as Bays and cheer it. Good movie, um, great way to deal with the force. I think in a movie that has no, next to no force users. Um, and then we just have Vader at the end, who's really cool. Yeah, but he's like, cool. but like for a, for a movie that does not focus on characters who use the Force, I really love the way the Force is dealt with in Rogue One. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, um, this has been fun. Man, have we ever talked about Star Wars this much in our entire I don't lives? think so. <laughs> I it's, don't think so. It's amazing when there's two of us. Yeah. We just talk a lot. Yeah, they really buckle down. Anyway, come back someday, Jasmine and Isaac. Jasmine and Isaac, we want to have you here. We want to have you here. Then again, we talk about Star Wars a lot more when you're not here. I've ac- I'm actually losing my voice, which never happens when we had four people. <laughs> Jake is. <laughs> Jake dropped his phone and he about fell out of the chair to try and get it. It was died. The important thing is, this has been delicately curated. Long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, Taylor and the Modern Fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious and soothing voices of your host, Riley. May the Force ever serve you. And Jake, may the odds ever be in your favor. That's what the Sith say sometimes, is may, and, the, may the Force ever serve you, which gives you a cool insight into the differences between the Jedi and the Sith. And I quoted The Hunger Games. You did. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>